students to DJ and produce electronic music. My name is Michael Klein. Uh, I'm a teacher's assistant over at Francis Parker in Lincoln Park. Um, and yeah, let's get started. Uh, when you think about electronic music, uh, there's usually two camps. It's uh, DJing electronic music, and then it's producing the music. Um, these two areas definitely cross over, but what you'll find in the apps is a lot of times they're focused on one or the other. So with DJing, you're usually typically playing other people's music. Uh, and mixing it together. And you've maybe seen this at uh, a club or a bar or even uh, wedding DJs. Maybe they'll have two turntables and a mixer in the center and they're just playing other music. That's the art of DJing. That includes um, blending the music back and forth, playing songs together, uh, which is called beat matching when you're playing two songs at the same tempo. Uh, with DJing, you're adding effects after the fact. So the music is playing and then you're like twisting knobs or setting a loop or doing something. With music production, you're the one making the music. Uh, and when you're either making your own music or sometimes you're even remixing or editing other people's music. So maybe you've seen on iTunes or if back in the day people had records, you would see on the record it would have different versions of the same song. Um, those are edits. Uh, there was a big push of these things called mashups. Maybe you guys are familiar with them. It's when they take two different songs and they kind of bounce them back and forth together. One of the biggest ones was called The Grey Album. Um, this guy, Danger Mouse, took Jay-Z's The Black Album and The Beatles' The White Album and put them all together in this seamless uh, and he, he made a new music, and so he called it the Grail. You, you know it, awesome. Okay, so with this DJing and music production, what can you do with it? It's fun, and that's great. But how can what what else can we do with it? What can we do with this? So at my school, at Parker, they have an after-school program called Parker Plus, and it stands for Parker Learns Unusual Stuff. So I went to the program director and told her, hey. I've been DJing for a number of years. I think the kids would really enjoy it. Is this something that you think that would fit into the program? And she said, absolutely. Put together a little proposal, and we'll, we'll put it on and see what kind of interest there was. Well, there was a good amount of interest. About 10 kids signed up for the program at first. After the first session, a few of them dropped out, which is fine. DJing is not for everybody. Uh, but with it, it was a 10-week session for an hour after school. They're, the kids that signed up were 6th, 3rd through 5th graders. They had no prior DJing experience, which is great because a lot of these programs you don't need any kind of experience. So with it, I taught DJing. I brought my turntables and a mixer and CDJs, and I brought a piece of hardware called a Groove, a core Groove Box. And throughout the course of the weeks, we I taught them how to DJ. So you can see here um, a few pictures of the kids. The first day, the first minute, they just ran to the equipment. They were so excited. Uh, they had so much enthusiasm. And you really want to tap into that, because kids are really interested in music, all types of music. 
So if you can use this as an after-school program, or maybe you can uh, use it as little snippets in lessons, that would be great. So uh, as I said, 10 weeks, I started off with the basics. We used turntables. We went on to using CDJs, and then I did the iPad. At the eighth week, uh, they were having a school-run dance-a-thon. And so, again, the after-school program director came to me and said, hey, you've been doing this for a number of weeks. Can you come to the cafeteria and do a little showcase for us? And I presented it to the kids. Again, they were really excited. So we, we put it together. Uh, in the final weeks, uh, I showed them the core groove box, which again, it's a piece of hardware, like the uh, turntables, where you, it's a, called a drum sequencer. So you're programming the music, you get the turn knobs. It's fun. It's complicated, and that's what I'll talk about in a, a little bit with the kids. So the kids absolutely love the hands-on nature of DJing. They love touching the records, moving them back and forth, scratching them. I mean, they love putting on the headphones. They, they just absolutely, it was really amazing. Again, like I said, their enthusiasm for it. Um, they needed to learn to collaborate with each other, even though it was a small group. Uh, because it was this pilot program, I didn't really know what to expect. I only had one set of turntables and a mixer. Um, I wish I would have had two. Um, maybe I could have even just borrowed it from a friend. Uh, I know not everybody has access to these things, and that's fine. I know we're at the iPad Academy, not the Turntable Academy. <laughs> but um, if there's any way for you to incorporate that, I, I think you'll see really positive results with it. Uh, the music production aspect of it was a bit more challenging and difficult, and I think that was my own fault because I was showing them a program that I used, and I've been DJing uh, and playing around with music for over 10 years now, so it's a little bit more technical and complicated, but like I said, I'll be showing you some apps here that um, right from the start, kids will be able to um, make music and have a lot of fun with it. Okay, so when you're incorporating uh, DJing and music production into your after-school program or into a lesson, you definitely want to, you have to find the right balance between demonstrating to them and letting them experiment. Because what I found was that uh, they were so excited that it was kind of hard to get their attention, even just for a few minutes to say like, okay, let me show you how this works or what these knobs do. They want to touch everything. And maybe it was also the age group. Maybe if the kids were a little bit older, it would have been a little bit easier. So you just need to find that balance. You don't want to be up there lecturing for an hour. You know, Keep it to five, not even 10 minutes. Show them a little something. Let them do it, because they will run with it, and they'll love it. Uh, like I said before, if possible, acquire uh, turntables and mixer. Again, I know funds are tight and stuff, but there are deals all the time. Every day, another DJ quits, another little bedroom DJ quits. So look on eBay, look on Craigslist. Um, there are deals to be had. Uh, and then one thing that, oh, yep, question. I'm going to suggest grant writing also. Oh, absolutely. And one place that um, probably would fund something like this is Chicago Foundation for Education and then possibly the Oppenheimer Family Foundation. And, and both of those, uh, the Chicago Foundation for Education, small grant, 
is coming up soon, and so is the Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's more money, um, but both of them will fund projects. Well, thank you very much. Oh, and real quick, if there are any questions or comments, please, 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 please bring them forward. <laughs> um, thank you very much. That's really uh, a great, yes, uh, grant writing. I didn't even think about that, but that's absolutely true. Um, and then an absolute do when you're DJing and music producing with your kids, have fun, you know, it's it's one of those things that even as a teacher, uh, you'll see in the next few minutes, we'll play around with an app or two. It's fun, music is fun. You don't have to DJ electronic music, you know, techno or house. Um, I put um, some rock and roll on my iPad here. You know, uh, the possibilities in your music choices are endless. So don't think that uh, just because it's DJing, it has to be, um, you know, techno or, anything like that. Uh, I would avoid, as I said before, complicated programs. Start small, begin simple. I think it's uh, a lot better to, uh, even if they have some experience, again, start at the beginning, move forward. I think it's easier to move forward than it is to show them something and then move backwards and then, and then bring it back forward with a, a lot of technical terms and um, a lot of buttons to push, even though they're going to want to do all that stuff. Okay, so I've been talking for a few minutes now. How about we play around a little bit? Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, awesome. So if you have an app, well, how about this? I will show you really quickly. Isn't that what teachers do? We model. So I will show you. This is eDJing. Uh, this is your typical traditional setup. You've got two turntables, a left turntable and a right turntable, and over here, if you can see on the bottom, this is called a mixer. It goes back and forth. All this basically does is it either plays once one record completely or the other record completely or somewhere in the middle, depending on how much of that other song you want to play. So over here, you can see uh, this blinking button on the left with the music notes. I'm going to click on that and it's going to open up my iTunes library. And let's see, let's see, where is it? This is the free app. Okay. This was free. It completely uh, downloaded my music for me. Uh, no problem. Here we go. Okay, so maybe you guys have heard this song. I love that song. When I first heard this song. It's <laughs> my favorite song. This is a. So the first time I heard this song, I was like, oh, this is a really good song. But it reminded me of something. Did this remind you guys of any other song? Was it Okay, well. The song that you reminded me of, and you tell me,
so that's just one little example of what uh, this program is capable of. Uh, as you saw, I put on a record. I, up, I put another one on. Up top, you can see that there's a wave file, which gives you the visual representation of the song, which really helps when you're DJing, and especially if maybe you're not too familiar with the song and you're trying to actually DJ. Maybe this isn't going to be the best thing if you're just uh, you know doing a, a, like a little four minutes of your lesson, you're not doing like a full-on DJ uh, presentation, but if you were, it would be good because you would see when there's what's called a breakdown, when like the music kind of drops out and it gets quiet, and then the music picks up again. Um, it's at that point that if you were DJing, you would be mixing in the next song. So this uh, wave file up top just gives you, um, again, that visual uh, representation of the music. And the, the dots at the bottom are the, the beats. So the program will analyze your music for you. Uh, if I go over here to the pitch part here, you can see the 120.88, that's the beats per minute. That's how many times the, the, the drum kicks in a minute. So this is playing at 120, and if you look at the other song, I've synced it up. The original, let's see, sorry. See, the original uh, Marvin Gaye song is a little bit slower, uh, but when I hit this sync button over here, now the Robin Thicke song actually came down a little bit, but it's perfectly matched up. It's so. Yeah. <laughs> How would DJs do that before the iPad? Like, did they did their turntables change or what? How did they well, do that? before uh, you would have uh, pitch control on the side of your turntables. Um, which you do have over here. So, so you just did it by ear, basically? They did it by ear, yeah, exactly. So now the iPad does it for you. It gives you the exact number. And so if you hit that sync button in the center, it'll match it up perfectly for you. Where when you were DJing, if you've ever seen a DJ, a lot of times they're, they're moving their hand up and down the turntable. That's to speed up or slow down the record so that they're uh, in, sync. in sync with one another. Exactly. Because that's called beat matching. When the beats are together and the song is playing and they can transition from one song to another without you really knowing, um, that's good, you know? Uh, <laughs> it keeps people moving, people feel good. When it's something called, uh, when it's not like that, either the beats, the, the beats are off, the music could be at the same tempo, but if the beats aren't playing at the same time, uh, it's called a... So these records are playing at the same tempo, right? They're both, they're both at 123 beats per minute. But, but listen, the, the beats, like, they're off, right? So if I, to, to, to fix that, what you can do is, on here there's a pitch button. And you can see, when I hit the pitch button, it goes back and forth from what's called a CDJ. Um, this is, it gives you the, um, the tempo here. So if I bring this back, um, you can see the, the, the beats get less and less. And I can speed the record up as well. You hear that? <laughs> or if I just reset, it goes right back to the original beats per minute. Okay? 
And I'll, I'll, I'll do this. What's that? I'm oh, sorry? You're moving it Yes, on the, uh, over here on the iPad, yeah. After I hit play, I, I move my finger back and forth. If I go like this. Or if I switch it, if I switch the pitch back to the, now it's like in record player mode. Now I can scratch. And it starts off. Not scratch the CD. Not scratch the CD or not scratch your records. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, so that is one program that I really like using EDJ. Like I said, it's um, this is like the traditional, typical setup that you see. What's so, the difference with the pro version to update? Oh, yeah. go ahead. The pro version will have uh, more uh, effects. Let me, sorry, that was one thing. Let me show you. And another question. It will have more effects, uh, more just more tricks that you can do with the music. But I find that the this free version um, is great. Like it, it's fine for what you want to do. Yes. You okay. So when you so you put in blurred lines and then you got got to give it up. And then if you're going to put another one, you go back to the blurred lines and that's where you find the next one. And try yeah. to get something that syncs so, up. And so this program, you can only play two records at the same time, which is so fine. So when you add the next one, what? So when you want, right, so so, um, so you move into the next song, right? We start with Blur Lines, we move into Marvin Gaye, right? So now Marvin Gaye is playing. Now what you need to do is get to the... Uh, uh, get to the next song. So what you do is you go back to the um, the music notes, and then it brings you back to your albums, and then you um, you pick your next song, and then it'll load up, and you'll see. So that comes off. Okay. The next one comes on, and then you play the next record, and you can either just play it and move the you see the crossfaders moving over. The other thing that you can do with these is you can, they have effects. So down here at the bottom, and <clears throat> I think you see both sides are identical with the choosing your music or playing, it's just mirror images of one another. So if you go to this effects button in the bottom corners, uh, the ones that don't have the plus on them come free with the program. So this one that like looks like a, a seed of a, a circle, that's going to be a loop. So as the music is playing, I can hit in and then out. Nice. And now I've just created a loop. It'll just go and go and go forever. Now I can chop this loop up. So now I've just cut the loop and made it much smaller. I hit two, and now I've made it a little bit bigger. If I go to four, now it's the original size of the loop. This is just a little uh, effect that you can use uh, to enhance your DJing and like music experience. Some people really like setting loops. It's fun. It takes a little bit of practice, um, but when you get it, it's a lot of fun. And the cool thing is because then you can take that loop and just keep it going, keep that going, and mix it into other things. Or now you can take a vocal from the other side and bring it in, and that's where like the remixing and stuff comes into play. And the kids can really have a lot of fun with it. Uh, in the effects section, there's these these wavy lines over here. 
Now you can see with the plus signs, those would be your uh, in-app purchases. So those would cost you uh, a couple of dollars. Uh, I don't think it's anything too crazy. But again, the free version seems to be um, perfectly fine for what, what I've been doing. Okay, so that's DJing. That's one of the things for DJing. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry about that. That's another function. Yes. So you can um, record your mixes over here. So if you, you were playing, you would uh, hit record, start recording, and then whatever it is that you're, you're playing and whatever it is that you're scratching, you would all record. And then when you're done recording, hit the record button, stop record, and then you can set the mix. So, you know, we can do iPad... And there you go. And then you can um, share it also on your uh, Facebook if, if you want to, if you have that set up as well. Okay, any questions real quick? Yeah, question? Can you speak to what the differences between the free and premium edition of the DJ? Yeah, uh, as I said, the, uh, the premium edition, you'll just have more effects. You'll be able to set, like, more cue points, which is when a record is playing, if you want to uh, go back to a specific uh, point of the record to do some like on-the-fly remixing, you'd be able to do that. So let me, I'm show you that real quick. So the, the record is playing, and I like this part right here. So the record's still playing. If I go to this button on the bottom with the arrow and the dot, it'll bring us. Brings you right back to that, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, if you go to the app store and put in EDJing, e it should pop up. And I have a little handout for, for everybody. If, um, okay. So, thank you. Let me show you this real quick because I know we're running short on time. This is some music production. <coughs> um, this is really user-friendly. It's a lot of fun. What app, what app is it? This is called Launchpad by Novation. It is. It's exactly like a beat machine. It's like a, a sequencer, but it's kind of all built in. So again, Launchpad by Novation. And I think there are some handouts around. But, uh, with it, with this free version, uh, it comes with some uh, sessions over here that they're called. 
So what kind of uh, song should we make real quick? You guys want to make a drum and bass song, a hip hop song, a house song? What's house, 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 a house song. Unfortunately, with this, it's uh, music production, so you're not really good. Uh, there is a way that you can take like hip hop drums and put it with like house vocals if you do a new session. But the thing with that, it's a completely blank slate. And I want to show you guys some stuff real quick. So we're going to do something that's, uh, that's here already. So we'll do house. We'll make a little house song right now. Is that app only on Android? You know, I'm not sure. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, is that app only for Android now? This is and this is actually a piece of hardware also, but that's something completely. That we'll, we'll stick with the iPad version. All right. So with here, you can see it's a grid layout, and what happens is if I hit this top button, this sample, you see it's highlighted. It tells me what's on here. So there's drum, percussions, brace, uh, bass, vocals. So let's let me let's just hit a button and see what happens. So I hit the drum button. You can see, again, there's a little visual representation up in the top left that's showing you the beat moving. So, but this isn't a song, this is a drum beat, right? So let's do something else to it. get turned off, I push the button, it gets turned on again. But what happens is, within that grid, when I hit another button, just let's see, it switches. But it doesn't, like, uh, if you see, let's look at the uh, screen, it goes from green to like brown, and what that is showing you is that the loop is coming to an end, and it'll go to the green. So when it's green, it's playing. When it's like brownish, it's it's coming off. And when it's when it ends, the other one will start. Or if you just hit the button, it just stops completely. So I didn't put anything in there to replace it. But I can do that over here. So let's take this percussion out. Let's change the percussion. You see it's blinking green, saying this is coming next. And then the other one was blinking brown, saying, like, I'm going to be turning off in a second. So you can see, all I'm doing here is pushing some buttons. This has been um, mapped out for me from the developer. But I can change it, even in the free version, which is great. So if I go, if I turn this to edit mode, in the top right corner, you see it says edit, and now it's highlighted. 
the music is still playing, you see the little file, the, the, the beat is going, and now you see the names of what's playing. So let's say I want to change, uh, oh, and we're, you can also see the greens are what's on. So like over here, this melody is playing, and this percussion is playing, this bass is off, okay? So if I want to change something, if I just click on like this drums, it'll bring me to the drum library. And this is all while this is playing, so the kids could have a lot of fun with this. You can, uh, you can preview the sound file by hitting the play button over on the left-hand side. So, let's do this. Sorry, one second. Let's just turn the music off for a second. We're gonna go to edit mode. So this is the percussion that's playing. But let's say I don't like that percussion. I want something else. How about? But maybe I like this crash, this jazz crash. And you can, again, you can see that I, if I, when I find something that I like, you preview by hitting the play on the left-hand side. If you like it, you just click on the name, and then it switches over to that file, and it puts it into that position. Okay, so then if you exit out of the edit mode, now that percussion is in there. So you can change it, and it doesn't have to be, so I can go from the percussion, but let's say I don't want it to be percussion. I, I click on it, I go to sample library, and now I have a choice. Do I want to put a vocal in that spot? Do I want to put uh, a guitar? Maybe I want to put a guitar in there. So let's see, I want to play this guitar stab one. Okay, that sounds pretty good, I like that. When I click on the name, and now it's checked. And so that's what's gonna be in that spot. So when I exit out of the edit mode, in that top spot over there, is now my guitar, right? If I go back to the home button, it'll bring me back. Now I can make a break song, I can make a drum and bass song. These are all just different genres of music. Uh, if you're familiar with them, great. If not, you can play around. Again, this is a free program, so just play around with it all you want. Yes? How do you record that? Can it be recorded? Uh, I believe you can save it, yes. Uh, Actually, when you, if you change around the pads and uh, the samples and everything else, when you come back to it, it will it will still be there. But can you record your mix? Right, like if you have a Yeah, you know, I think if there might be a, a, a way to purchase something like that, but right now it's just about making the, the song in the, um, okay. So this is uh, drum and bass music. Some people love it, some people hate it. <laughs> but uh, again, it's just a way to get kids interested in, in music. So you turn things on, you turn them off, and you can uh, change things. So now there's effects on this. Again, this is all free. Down here at the bottom, sorry, the lights coming in, so it's a little hard to see. There are different effects over here. So you can see I'm hitting this third button. It's chopping up the beats for me. Over here, it's making the wave files um, wobble around. This 
brings the music down and then back up. Once I take my finger off a button, it'll, that uh, function comes off. I can also do these filters. So on each of the, um, the columns, there are these levels. So when I, when I go like this, you can hear the, the music change. Okay, any questions about this? Yes? Um, could you only pick one in each column? Yes. In each column, you can only have one playing at the same time. So if you are, if you find something in the same column that you like, go ahead and move it to a different column. Uh, another thing is, if you were to do that and you say, Wow, you know, I put a lot of stuff in this first column that makes a really great song. If you just swipe your finger from left to right, it'll turn everything on in that row. And so now if I swipe back to the left, it'll turn it off. So. different things to the music. Okay. Another question? Yes? Yeah, uh, so I'm just trying to think how to use the classroom since we can't record or add or download. Uh, maybe just as an incentive? Yeah, it could be an incentive. Uh, it definitely can be used as an after-school program. Letting the kids play around gives them something a little bit different to do. Yeah, yes. yeah I, suggestion? I, I was going to yeah, make a suggestion. I would, I'm a reading teacher, a school reading teacher. And I was thinking about this is um, fostering multiple intelligences by Howard Gardner. So for the, ryth the rhythmic and musical intelligence, and the um, idea just came to mind, we're going to do a lot of um, novels. So maybe if you can, if you're teaching setting, you can read a chapter or break up in the group. I'd like to give my students choices. So maybe for this assignment, I would say, okay, create a setting on just basically um, on auditory. So in this app, I was thinking for them to create music based upon the setting. For instance, I mean, in any type of novel, there's always, even when you watch a movie or whatever, the music, mm -hmm. if you don't think about it, it creates the scene, it creates the mood, it creates the tone. So you definitely can incorporate that. That's what I was thinking. When Absolutely. I Absolutely, and you—I mean—you see that in yeah. right, like crime dramas and stuff. There's right. usually not a song, but there's music, and typically it's electronic music playing right. in the background that exactly is setting the tone. It's yes. either you know getting you excited, or yes. it's, you know it's a spooky, eerie feeling. Right. That's something that you could definitely and have the students just create on their own. Absolutely, have free range. I like it. That would be good. Thank you. The only thing you got to do is have to take a actually install it on iPads as well as to. Uh, a bonus, you know, I want you to have some strings in there, some bass, Absolutely. So they can 
know what those are sound. And there are different apps out there. This one is geared more towards electronic music, but you can definitely probably find different apps that have violins and cello and other things out there. And you, you were saying you can do period music too, right? Like if you're doing a yes. social studies lesson? Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 excellent. Awesome. Okay, so real quick, because, yeah, we're teachers and making music is great and, you know, being able to do this is going to be a lot of fun. The kids are going to enjoy it. But how can, uh, you know, how can we bring this into the classroom and make use of it, okay, uh, versus something that, um, that was told to us in, in the presentation this morning more than just an arcade, right? We don't want this just to be a game. We want to actually make a lesson out of it or incorporate it into our lesson. So electronic music is everywhere. Uh, now it's on commercial radio, in movies, whether it's little bit parts like in uh, Blade, there was that DJ scene, uh, right? But now it's in um, TV commercials, car commercial apps, but I've even heard electronic music and in, um, investment banking, you know, which is not geared towards kids, but you know, people in the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know. Uh, there are TV shows that are dedicated to uh, the DJ culture. There's a mixed master DJ competition, and then there's also rumors that uh, Simon Cowell was going to be doing an American DJ, which is very, it was going to be similar to American Idol. So this is something that's in our culture. It's been here for decades. Um, it's only gotten more popular, and you can tell by the apps that are out there. Uh, years ago, there was only a handful. Now there's hundreds of when I uh, was doing my, uh, getting this present presentation together, I just typed DJ into the app store in iTunes and 1,300 apps popped up. Okay, now not all of them are gonna be useful, obviously, but just that sheer number of developers and people that are interested in, so it's a commodity that um, you know, we can tap into. So with that said, how can we turn this into something more than just a game, more than something just fun? Well, we can leverage the popularity and get kids interested in all types of music. Okay, so maybe they like hip-hop, or maybe they like drum and bass, but maybe you can say like, hey, you know that bass line or that drum or that little vocal sample that Jay-Z or whoever used? Well, that came from someplace else, and let me show you where. And so you can do a whole lesson on that, on uh, influences, on contemporary influences of, of uh, genres of music or artists and really get kids interested in, okay, so you, you know, you like the music of today, but that came from somewhere else. There's this evolution of music. Um, kids might be interested in DJing and then they hear a sound and say, well, you know, that sound comes from a violin. Maybe now, you know, you get them a hook, you know, you use it as a hook and then you get them interested in these quote-unquote tradi traditional instruments, which is great. Uh, as you saw, I was up here, I was pushing knobs and turning dials and stuff. Well, you know what? That's the same thing that sound, sound engineers do. Movie editing is all done on the computer now, on, on little programs like this. Uh, graphic design, you can, you know, you put together this great mix and you made this great song. Well, you want to put it out there in the world, so you want to have some artwork to go along with it. So the possibilities, I think, are absolutely endless. Uh, uses in the classroom, I just read an article the other day, I don't know if you guys caught this, uh, on NPR. Uh, did an article with science, hip-hop, and science and DNA. They took kids and um, they were doing 
raps about um, sperm and, and uh, just science topics. So they were taking something contemporary and bringing it into the classroom. Uh, another thing that I thought people could do is, you know, you hear these different wave files and they, they make different sounds. Well, they look different, you know, and uh, so that could be something. Or how music travels from the computer over here into our ears. That could be an entire science lesson. So are you going to be up there DJing the whole time? Absolutely not. But could you put, you know, play a little sample of music for like 30 seconds or something? Yes, that would be amazing. I think the kids would absolutely love it. Uh, math, uh, this type of music is completely based on math. Um, you could also use these in simple word problems, like I have up here. Jimmy has four techno records, Todd has three hip-hop. How many do they have all together? You know, it can be something simple. You can obviously get more advanced. When I was playing the two uh, records, they were not at the same tempo, but you can get them to play at the same tempo by changing the, the pitch. And that comes with percent changes. So I have here a little example. Alice wants the beat match two records. One plays at 125 beats for me, another plays at 135. What is the percent change that she needs to move that crossfader to get them to play at the same you know, at the same tempo? Just, just a little thing. Um, I was mentioning this before, music from around the globe. You could just put a little something together. Again, you don't have to be up here club DJing for your kids. Nobody's expecting that. For you, if you're doing more power to you, you know, go for it. But, but uh, obviously that wasn't my intent. Uh, I don't think that's yours either, <laughs> but that's great. Uh, but you can bring music from around the world and string it together. You could, uh, as I said, do an evolution, a lesson on the evolution of music from jazz and blues and rock and roll, and, and then introduce some electronic music all the way up to this, you know, dubstep is a big uh, buzzword in the, the music community. What is uh, it? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Say the word again. Dubstep, it's a type of music, and I know we're running out of time, I'll show you two seconds, maybe you guys have probably heard this, maybe not. Uh, uh, real quick, so again, in socially, songs that epitomize an error, uh, I, you know, the Vietnam War, the war, uh, fortunate song by Creedence Clearwater, you know, I don't, my father's not a senator, I've gotta go to war, you know, you talk about uh, the Vietnam War, or the crack, crack ep epidemic in the 80s, uh, with the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and the message in white lines. And, yeah, it's a good song, right? And you can dance to it, but there's a real message, there's a real meaning to those, uh, to that music. And then the other thing, um, you know, a lot of schools, their PE, you know, kids get PE maybe once a week, sometimes they don't at all. So this would be a great thing, you know, a five minute brain break. Put your pencils down, kids, you know, get up, move around, shake your butt, you know, get, get, get your blood pumping, get your sillies out, all right, we had fun, back to work, you know? Just a, another little tool that you can, uh, that you have in your back pocket. Okay, so, any questions, concerns, comments, anything, no? What do you wish you knew now that you didn't know at the beginning of your after school book? Um, Definitely start small, like I said. Um, keep it simple, the easier the better. 
you know, this that app that I showed you, the, the launch pad where you're just pushing buttons, that's great because there are other ones that you can program your own drum sequence, but that's a bit harder. So this is called DJ Box. Two seconds, I'll show you. Over here on the left-hand side is different drum sounds, and then this is the drum pattern. So when it's green, that's when that sound will be on. When it's not, it'll be off. So if I just go over here and start turning some things on, so now this kick is playing in different rhythms, in different patterns. So when it's green, if it's playing, I'm like, oh, that, needs to, that, that beat needs to be over here, not over here. You can do that in real time. Uh, this is called like a drum sequencer. You can, you don't have to build the, the, like the loop or the song yourself. It won't be there. So it's a lot, it's more challenging, but they, some kids really love it. I find it a little bit difficult, <laughs> um, but some of the kids love it. You know, they'll, they'll really love making their own little sounds. The other thing that you can do with this program, up here is the little music note. If I click on it, it'll take me to my iTunes library. If I click on a song, let's do Friends. <laughs> song will play in the background, and then on top of that, I can add more sounds to it, or more effects. If I say, oh, this is really good, but it needs more snare, or it needs, it needs a deeper kick to go, or something like that. Uh, it's just another little fun thing that the, the kids will be able to do. And you can see the, the green line that's going all the way down, that's just the timeline that shows you where the, the music is related to the, the song. Okay, yes, question? So which app do you recommend for the musical for kids to write their own songs? Uh, that? Yeah. That DJ box was pretty good. This thing, this dub maker, I mentioned the word uh, dubstep before. This is a little bit of a combination of using uh, effects that are already there. If, if, a, if a student wants to make their own song from start to finish, there are definitely programs out there. I gotta be honest, they're, they're pretty difficult, uh, and I can definitely give you some resources. One of them is Korg uh, Electribe, and that was something that I actually have the the unit that was the groove box that I was using, and it's like yay big, and it has 16 buttons on it, so you're laying out the drum beats, and you can add effects to it. They do have an app version of it, but again, it's there's a big learning curve to it. So if you're just introducing this, or if you've got kids that are are interested, but you know you don't want to spend, and that's the other thing, it's a, like a $20 application, it's a $20 app. The ones that I've shown you are free. Uh, and if you, the in-app purchases are usually pretty low. Because, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money. But, you know, I'm sure you guys don't. And, you know, maybe you just don't even have the budget if you bought something and be coming out of your own pocket, you know? Yes, question? Well, there's always GarageBand, and, um, and if you buy that through the buy-in purchasing program, you can get it for half price. Okay. 
Excellent. Okay, really quickly, and then I know you guys are hungry for lunch. Dubstep. So what is dubstep? <laughs> this is dubstep. Some people call it noise. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's a type of electronic music. The big thing is with these... It's, it's like a wobbling bass line. Um, some people love it. Most people hate it. The kids probably know about it. <laughs> it's just, uh, again, another little something to have in your back pocket. So this is uh, a kind of a combination. Uh, you're not really DJing with this. You're, again, there are loops on here. So with this one, unlike the launch pad, you can play multiple loops at the same time. That gets a little bit wonky, but you can tell already, like, the, the beats are, aren't really quite there, so you probably just want to play, like, one at a time. Um, and then you can edit the, the, the buttons. So if I go into the edit mode, I can change the location of uh, the samples. So like if I want this swish number four in the number one spot, I just hit the, the plus button and now it's been, the location has been changed. I hit back and now it's in that top slot. And you can change the, the tempo down here and, and the volume. Okay, yeah, question back. Yeah. On the app, I didn't see the um, the looping as easy as uh, the Mac computer. Yeah, they're definitely out there. I, I'm, nothing's coming to mind just right at the moment, but there are definitely ones out there that yes, you can uh, make your own music, do you know, do all this editing and stuff like that, and then record it or share it with your friends. There, they are definitely out there. Um, my suggestion with this. Because like I said, there are just so many out there, but most of them, a good portion of them, I'd say more than half of them are free, or at least they have like a free version to them, and then you know you have to buy some more. Just try them out. It doesn't cost you anything, you know, if you don't like it or if the kids aren't responding well to it, or if you find it that it's too difficult, just delete it. Try something else. So just yeah, my last closing statement is like have fun with this, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I know it's a little challenging, you know, there's there seems like there's so much to it, and there can be, but there's definitely apps out there uh, for the, the beginner and novice all, all the way up to the, the advanced uh, DJ. If you want to use this in a club setting, there are apps out there that a DJ used to be that, you know, you go with a crate full of records, and then it was, you know, you went with some CDs, and now you go with an MP3, and now you can just go with your iPad, and you're good to go. Right. So thank you all very much. If you have any... Yeah, I know it's lunchtime, and feel free. But if anyone has any questions, or you know, feel free to come up.